Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues today. We're in Frederick, Maryland, and we're going to talk to the Gypsy Souls Band, and Gypsy is spelled G-Y-P-S-I. You're going to need to know that, so write that down. Gypsy is G-Y-P-S-I, because later we'll be talking about how you can find them and support them, et cetera, et cetera, in the last segment of the show we call our shameless self-promotion. B. Normous Productions has been producing and recording music and videos for over 20 years. After years as a performer, the owner, Van Vierhoeven, decided to get back to that which he loved the most, and that's production. After tutelage under Jordan Valeria, he opened his own place in Millican, Colorado. High-end instruments, high-end tools are on hand to make your sound compete with your own favorite records. He's got one goal in mind, and that's for you to look and sound as pro as possible. So go out and make some records. Ah, go make some videos. Be Normous Productions. They're on Facebook and at www bnormousproductions.com Ed or Eddie Callen you go by Callen or, or Ed or Eddie what do you prefer Eddie's good Eddie's good okay and these are your cruisers <laughs> <laughs> yeah a couple flat tires but we'll <laughs> so this is the Gypsy Souls band when Eddie's the keyboard player vocalist organizer front man, sometimes front man. So why don't you introduce the voices of the men that are with you in your band? Okay, this is Scott Mercer, who's a guitar player. Say hi. Greetings, Earthling. <laughs> Greetings, Earthlings. <laughs> I also have another guitar player, Bruce Lipson. Hello there. Neighbors. I also have a bass guitar player, Michael Milstead. Hey, peace, man. And in with us tonight is our very special guest drummer. This is Sir Doug. Sir Doug. And and Sir Doug, you were with the band just recently because the drummer has COVID. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Have you played with these guys before? I have. Yeah. Last year, I think I played with you guys for a few months. Okay. Eddie, how'd, uh, how'd this come about? How did the how long has the Gypsy Souls Band been together, first of all, I guess? We started talking about it back in November of 2022, just kicking an idea around. Um, we had all played in other regional, top regional bands. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of played that out over the year, being in our late 50s through late 60s, we kind of been there, done that. Right. And looking for something that might spark an interest instead of in the audience in ourselves. So I was looking for ideas, what to get into. And I already had a very substantial Facebook uh, fan page. Uh-huh. And I started putting questions out to them on a one question a week basis that everybody voted on. The first week was, what should I be doing with my uh, gear that's sitting here doing absolutely nothing? Uh, The second question was, what kind of music should I be playing? 
The third question was, what songs should we be playing? Yeah. The fourth question was, who do you recommend join in this band with me to get this off the ground? And over a period of five weeks and multiple votes, it went from 5,000 down to 1,000, down to 100, down to 20, to 5, to 1. Wow, that's that's a, was, that's really cool. <laughs> well, after it was all done, and we had a couple rehearsals under our belt, uh, I thought, you know, we don't even have a name yet. So I put out one last vote, and uh, turned out to be a good marketing ploy because that way everybody feels like this is their band. Yeah, so I get you. I, yeah. I asked them to name the band. And over two weeks of six boats, we narrowed it down. And our fan base named us Gypsy Souls Band because we all love to travel. Uh, we've all been in traveling bands. Mm -hmm. uh, the passion for the music is in our souls. And uh, to most of our audience, it just made sense. And Sir Doug plays a wicked tambourine. Yes. <laughs> so does he have like the tassels and everything when he goes up and plays it? <laughs> yeah, sometimes I play uh, dual tambourines. Yes. Oh, wow. Man. Yeah. We were thinking about spray painting them green to cover a particular song, but yeah. that idea went out the window. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Uh, Michael. Yeah, Michael. I had to look at my notes. Michael, right? You say you live in the yeah. woods, huh? Yeah, I live in uh, Southern Maryland. And yeah, these guys live north of me, a few hours north. You have an acreage, or you just? Uh... Yeah, I do. I have a little farm. Mm -hmm. How cool! Do you raise or grow anything, or you just have the family acreage? farm? Been there hundreds of years, so I'm like the last in the line, and I just uh -huh. have some um, some livestock right now. Yeah, not growing anything because I'm playing a lot of music. Right. I, I used to be in radio and I lived in Northeast Missouri and I had like five and a half acres up there. We called it uh, Pollard mountain, you know, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah. I, was, I get right on, right on a river. So that's the nice. Point. Yeah. I had the only watering hole. So I got all kinds of oh, wildlife yeah. that would come, come and visit, you know, lots of, lots of deer, lots of Turkey. So, uh, how, what did the family do? Did you, was it an industrial farm? Like you guys raised, Livestock you know, we, we were farmers and the uh the up until um the the civil war and then we we're still uh, no after the civil war still farmers world war ii came and then my whole family got lifted up wow okay so civil war took it away because we were in the south took the farms away uh-huh until world war ii came my family started working for the navy which the department of defense is all around me gotcha so and I notice you're you're wearing a cross. You're a Christian man. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, cool, Sir Doug. Let's hear uh, let's hear your history. How'd you get in with this motley crew? <laughs> well, I, like as Eddie said, we've all been playing uh, a good bit, and I'd actually uh, played uh, previously with Eddie and uh, Bruce. We all I played in different different bands, uh, different iterations, and uh, and when Eddie was putting this together, they invited me to. To come along just to get one little more piece of history in there yeah yeah ed, yeah ed and i were in a previous band together 
Okay, that was because I once I got to 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 Scott and Bruce, I was going to ask where the overlaps were. Fifty shows together. Oh wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so we're on stage a lot. So Bruce and Scott, you're my you're my you're the guitar players, right? So uh, I I don't see either of you on camera, but I know you're there. There we go. So I guess we'll we'll go with how it's printed out on my sheets. So we'll start with you, Scott. What is your connection with Gypsy Souls band? What what is your history prior to it being Gypsy Souls that uh, you guys got brought together? Had you had a connection like with Eddie or with Ed? Yes. Yeah. I happened to be a tenant on his property here, and I hadn't played in close to a decade. And was well, not true. We we played together. Well, that that was close to ten years ago. I, I played with. Each one is except for Mike. I played with each one of these guys in different, different. Okay. That was close, close to a decade ago, was it? Really? Yes, it was. That's yes. why they call you Mike. Sir Doug. Yes, <laughs> he's the only one so, that's got a memory left. <laughs> so that's funny. Ed said, "I'm thinking of putting a band together. I know you don't want to get in anything, but you want to come over and sit in while I get some people together." And I think I was here twice, and he said, "Oh, by the way, you can't get out." <laughs> so, Hotel uh, California. Been, been here ever since. Yeah. I locked the studio door on. He did. I How did. funny! Yeah. I've actually heard only, stories about that before, though. <laughs> I've heard. I've. I have heard stories about that. Though, like these guys were working on. You know, they were doing something. They just got tired of their session work, and they were getting ready to go. And the one of the guys just said, "The hell with it!" And one goes and locks the door and says, "Nobody's leaving until we get the song down right." You know. <laughs> He let, he let Scott out for work release. Yes. <laughs> uh, truth be told, when Scott was there at those two rehearsals, yeah. uh, he outshone anybody else I was auditioning at the time. Really? Yeah, and I thought, you know, I can't lose this guy. And he was also voted in, though, right? Because this was the this was part of the voting thing, right? Well, everybody sitting at this table had their names mentioned. Okay. And it's actually, it was just a fluke that in some way, shape, or form, we've each worked with each other in the past. Gotcha. So, Bruce, Bruce, uh, <laughs> Bruce, let's let's hear your thread through all of this. How did you tie in with these guys? Well, let's see. Um, well, Doug and I, of course, go way back, oh, maybe 20, 25 years yeah. around that. Really? Uh, and yeah, and when. We intersected each other both professionally in our um, our legitimate lives, as well as musically uh, in bands. Um, and then uh, I met Ed. Uh, it was a, uh, a New Year's Eve gig. When I think it was 2017. I think it was yeah. big and, horn band. Yeah, uh, the uh, big R and B review band, and uh, we had uh, reunited after 15 years of having. Yeah played together and that was a lot of fun um but yeah i think that's how we met uh scott and i and uh never met before say what michael's new for me uh but uh i've bounced around different bands uh since moving out here i'm originally from the west coast so yeah yeah so both both bruce and i did time on the sunset strip you did time on the sunset decades apart though (laughs) yeah well, yeah, because he's so much older, you know. Well, yeah, not really. You know, 
Anyway, he left when I got there. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I, I was born and raised yeah. there and then moved out here in the late 80s. So. So, Ed, the, your song selection is really cool, first of all. I love uh, the song selection you sent me, and I've done two of them. <laughs> all right. And I've always wanted to do Green-Eyed Lady, and I've always I, – I have a mental block with I'm a man. And, and that's why I, I heard the song and said, I, I think that's I'm a man, but I, I – I, you know how some, sometimes songs are titled and then they're parenthetically something else? And I just didn't know the song well enough to know what it was. But uh, uh, I'm just amazed that you cover some songs that I've covered, too. So do you make that selection or do you guys all come and say, hey, you know, when I was with such and such, we played Cinnamon Girl or when I was with such and such, we played Turn Me Loose or it was such and such. We did Comfortably Numb. How does that work and who orchestrates that and who coordinates that? A lot of the songs came from the ideas of the original fan base voting. Uh, a lot of them we looked at and thought we'd love to do it, but we can't pull it off. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them we looked at and thought there's no way we're going <laughs> to touch that. <laughs> uh, some of them were great ideas, but just didn't fit the era because we try to do mid-60s to mid-70s psychedelic rock oh really and what was being played on that early fm radio stations at the time G give and, me an example uh, give me an example of one of those like hendrix purple haze something like that well we don't do any hendrix um the steppenwolf okay is, is, yeah. one, is, is, is an example of what he just said about uh -huh. the gender and bad company and pink floyd uh-huh and um some early stones that sort of thing um, mm -hmm. we had to also look at a lot of the material and decide how danceable it was because that's one of the the things in our mission statement is to make sure people stay on the floor yeah but um but we i mean we also take out some of the um the more obscure Songs from you know, bands like Vanilla Fudge and uh, folks of, you know, of that nature, Ambrosia, folk, the, the types of folks that maybe had the one hit or two, right. but, but and had a, a, a nice following, you know, in the, the album rock genre. So um, and that that one hit still plays today. Right. So, oh, yeah. I, I mean, you, you said Ambrosia. You said Ambrosia. How do you not play with your sound? How do you not play like the biggest part of me or something like that, you know? We do hold on to yesterday. Oh, do you? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the writer of that song, David Pack, is a good personal friend of ours. Oh, no kidding. That has yeah. always been, that was always my favorite Ambrosia song. When uh, I married my first wife, we danced to the other one I just said, you know. But uh, I always thought they had just such a, uh, there was a, like a magic to their music, you know. It was really we, cool. We try to capture that. Yeah. Uh, we also, even though some of the ideas are really stellar, we don't do them because so many other bands already are. We try to cover songs that can bring back those good memories, but other bands haven't run into the ground. Remember the, I'm sure you've heard the story that uh, uh, the old blues player that did Boom Boom, uh, throwing a blank here. 
Johnny Hooker. Johnny Hooker. Johnny Hooker used to do a concert, and he had a banner up that says, No Mustang Sally. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that's us. Is, is that? I walked into a, a, a bar, I forgot where it was, but it had a sign behind the bar that had one of those things we put in the number in chalk. Uh-huh. Uh, since like days of accidents, right? Well, this one said number of days since wagon wheels been played. <laughs> That's hilarious. That was great. So where I was going, so wagon wheel uh, would probably be right up there with Mustang Sally. Are there songs that you guys even though you know the fans want to hear them, you're just like, yeah, you know, we got plenty of other good music we can play. Are there songs that you just refuse to do? Well, there's a lot of ZZ Top and Stevie Ray Vaughan and stuff like that, that every band is out yeah. there playing that. And quite frankly, a lot of the bands out there don't play the material we do because they always seem to be either lacking the vocal harmonies mm-hmm. or their bands that don't have a uh, good textured keyboards or don't have a second guitar that can cover dual leads. I mean, there always seems to be something missing in there and a five piece band, we come across sounding more like a eight or nine piece. You guys have a full, full sound, which is really cool. You know, uh, and I was thinking about this when I was listening uh, earlier today. I was listening to one of the songs and and uh, how together you guys are. Well, you've known each other, even though it's, you know, it's kind of a Frankenstein band, but you've known each other. So you have the same uh, mojo, right? You know? Well, what, one of the things that we strive for is, is the sound like the era. And yeah. therefore, we do use period correct equipment. So we do lug around a B3 and a Leslie and Marshall amps and full SVTs and um, Les Pauls. Les, yeah. Drum set. The, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, we, there's, there's no cheating here. We do it the old school. That's a really good point because there's yeah. a lot of bands that plug and they're play. just, they're using all this new digital technical stuff and they got no groove and they got no sound. But- well, you lose a lot of the, the the heart and soul and the the warmth. It, it's you know right. it's kind of like back in the old days between albums and CDs when everybody used to argue yeah. what the difference is. You know we we do the same thing with the amplifiers and and uh, you know actual instruments that we play. We try to stay true to the period. So the phrase that, that really I, loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the phrase that my brother and I use is that. Uh, they play the songs, but you guys make the music, and it's that kind of stuff, you know. It's exactly. that kind of attention to detail, you know. Playing this song with vintage equipment, and maybe, maybe as technical as well. On this song, they used a Les Paul; they didn't use a Tele, you know. Oh, and we, oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, Deep I think style. that's so cool that you you do that, and that's what one of the things that really stands you guys apart from probably a lot of other cover bands or i hate the phrase cover bands but that's what i was i don't know if there's i'm trying to eventually i'm going to come up with another one we I, are but these guys they uh, they do a lot of guitar swaps throughout yeah. the year to to just capture that certain tone of, of the particular and song the we're playing. for the stone song and the the tuning yeah. yeah even uh acoustic guitars and variety of other instruments oh, so you're tuned okay 
Yeah. Tell Keith Richards that. Because that's what, when we were standing there, I was hoping that's what was going on. So I'll hear yeah. it correct. That's it. They're talking about even using the correct tuning. Oh, the yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that the songs do come across the way they were the, written. The chord voicings sound right. Because there's like three different ways to do it. I think that give yourself. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, seen the, I've seen the song Superstition done like five different ways. Oh, that's you know? another one. It's a yes. really fun song, but it can be as easy as you want it to be or as complicated as you want it to be. And uh, I, I think that's a song I would love to hear you guys. I bet you do that, don't you? Or do yeah, you? Well, I can send you that uh, video. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Or I can find it on your on your website. But what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a break. and We're going to listen to one of my all-time favorite Creedence songs that you guys cover. And that's Born on the Bayou. We're just going to hear a little bit of it, like about a minute, two minutes, something like that of that. And then from there, I'm going to go right into Temptation Eyes, if that's okay. Okay? And then we'll, after those two songs, we'll come back, and then we'll talk about those songs, and we'll talk about the ones to come. Okay? So the band is called Gypsy Souls Band. They're from Frederick, Maryland. We're going to hear a couple of songs. We're going to start it off here with Born on the Bayou.
Gypsy Souls Band with Born on the Bayou, and now we're going to hear the other song, Temptation Eyes. couple of songs from the Gypsy Souls band and that last one there, that was uh, Temptation Eyes. Eddie Callahan and the boys from Frederick, Maryland. You know, years ago, I got in this really bad accident at work where I ended up spending an entire month on my stomach while my back wounds healed. I had scalded and severely burned my lower back. Well, about two weeks into my healing, I realized I haven't had a cigarette in about two weeks, so I quit smoking. Now, while that worked for me, I don't recommend it for anybody else. Thank goodness there's a company in Fort Lauderdale, Florida called Laser Therapy South. They're just outside of Fort Lauderdale. Since 2003, Laser Therapy South has helped thousands of people quit smoking, reduce stress, and alleviate chronic and acute pain. Laser Therapy South has developed their own unique approach to tackle both the physiological and habitual components of addiction to help you achieve total success laser therapy it's an acupuncture based treatment that's originated actually in europe and canada about 25 years ago your success is measured immediately laser therapy is instantaneous your treatment date is also your quit date so the laser is kind of a cold or therapeutic laser it doesn't produce heat it doesn't cut tissue 
In fact, most clients walk away reporting more like feeling like they've just had a massage rather than having something done to them. Laser Therapy South, www.lasertherapysouth, where all your questions can be answered. Check them out if you want to quit smoking. Lasertherapysouth.com, where being a quitter is a good thing. The Gypsy Souls Band is our guest here today from Maryland. And guys, uh, I, I just love your sound. I love the songs that you do. What gigs do you do? Where do you play? How often do you play out? And how far is your reach? Like, you just stay in Maryland, or where do you go? It? Well, our reach is uh, right now a three-state area, and we're pushing it out a little bit with some new rooms to get into a five-state area. That's probably all we're really interested in. Yeah. Uh, what we talked about earlier, traveling and such, a lot of that was really extensive. Uh, some of it was around the world with national bands. Some of it was just coast to coast. And I, I think everybody actually enjoys either getting home at the end of the night or at least a hotel that's within a decent drive distance of home the yeah. next day. Guys, you all on the same page? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, especially in Maryland, you drive 15 minutes in any direction, you're in another state. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I actually, uh, I live in West Virginia now. I just recently moved out there. Just mm -hmm. the, So, you know, we're all over the place, um, but mostly in the Virginia and uh, um, West Virginia and Maryland market like to do a little bit more in DC and um, in the summertime, get out there to the beach and things, you know, those areas out there too. I would imagine with your sound and the dance ability, the popularity of the type of music, I would imagine you guys do a lot of like fairs, festivals, wineries, uh, events that like the local chamber of commerce is going to have the big event, you know, and our feature yeah. guest today is the gypsy souls band. You guys do a lot of that or? Well, we're kind of uh, a little too new for that here because um, we've only been together for just about, you know, almost a year coming up. But, uh, yeah, here in Frederick, there's a summer uh, concert series that the local, you know, bands like we would be a perfect candidate for, uh, where they play every Sunday, do a free concert in the park in the center of town, that, that type of thing. Um, and, of course, yeah, I think we're past carnival and fair season here, so... Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I would imagine next summer we'll, we'll be doing more of that type of work. Got a lot of interest already from a lot of communities, uh, particularly in Northern Virginia, for events just like that. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine, I mean, the sound you have and the set list that you produce, that you present, you know, mm -hmm. it's extremely marketable, I would think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not just a typical, you know, classic rock cover band set list. We try to reach a little bit farther, you know, than the, the typical and the common. What do you think is the most obscure song you do? Oh, my. Because <laughs> a lot of our stuff is uh, comparable to deep tracks. Yeah. If you listen, you know, on, on your, uh, on your serious radio and, and such. And, you got six songs under your belt and all of a sudden that number seven comes up and you remember that one 
and uh -huh. it was really popular back in the day but most of the bands didn't have the ability to cover it so eventually it kind of went into obscurity and they're the ones we really like digging out and, and presenting at the shows but what i'm trying to think of obscure because one of the things that we you know we do realize is that familiarity is one of the things that gets people out onto the dance floor right you know, when they hear oh i love this song and you, you get that reaction but if it's a, if it's too obscure, you you, you kind of limit the uh, the audience for that type of thing. I mean, Green Eyed Lady is a classic example of just right. that. You know, everybody yeah, knows that song, and it's a one hit wonder, right? Temptation Eyes is another, is right? So the, those are the types of things we like to throw into the set list, and it, it's not that easy <laughs> right. to, to, to keep it fresh because you know. Even though we do three sets or sometimes four sets a night, you know, it's always nice to bring in new material and keep us interested and fresh and things of that nature. So, yeah. Scott, you're awfully quiet, so I'm going to ask you a question directly, okay? Scott? Yeah, okay. Uh, are you a songwriter, too? Have, like, do you write original music, you or anybody? But I want to bring you in because you've been so shy and bashful and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> short answer no yeah that, that, that would be uh michael and myself uh i okay. I, uh, I grew up in an in a environment where original music was what you played in clubs yeah in los angeles yeah. you know and, and so um so I, I produced and uh released a record in 2012 called son of mine with a, a partner mm -hmm. uh, a songwriting partner um and uh it's a big hit in the Netherlands where it got a whole of 18 streams on Spotify. Yeah. That's so, uh, yeah. So we're, we're, uh, we're thinking about forming the band up there and, uh, you know, no. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Take the band up there for the 18 listeners. Yeah, the 18 <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have um, uh, a full blown recording studio in my basement. Uh, and I used to do it professionally back in Los Angeles. I was an engineer, recording engineer. Back oh, really? Yeah. Michael, did you you've had some songwriting too then? Uh huh. Anything that has gone beyond like your living room? Uh, which decade? No, I'm I'm doing some stuff right now. I was in the recording studio all day today. Oh wow! Okay. So a previous band that I was was playing in decided they want, and this is in the past year, um, wanted to start writing songs and put a record out, and then uh, I left the band. So now I got all this music. I got to do something with. Yeah. So, so I kept recording everything that I had written for the band. So yeah, so, I, I pretty much do it. I have a few CDs out there and stuff I did. So those questions. I, I live where Bruce lives, so I'm Bruce is playing original music and recording all the time. I helped right. write and record the first two LA Guns records. The two what? First two LA Guns records. Oh wow! Okay. So I, I played in a band with the original singer from that band. Huh. who wrote all the songs for the first two records. And so I demoed them all and played on the first one. So where I'm going with this, is there something there that one of you guys have written that you might want to say, let's see what Gypsy Souls band sounds like if we do this. Have you tried with that, Ed? Or would you allow that? Or would you guys, is that one of those things where you guys all kind of vote on or what? I've got material of mine on three released albums. Oh, okay. And would not consider doing any of those songs in this band because the 
both of those bands were classic rock slash southern rock uh-huh. type of bands. But um, I don't think it would be a reflection of what we're trying to capture here. Yeah. Okay. No, it's a. What the reason I'm asking is this: when I deal with a lot of songwriters, a lot of songwriters on the show, okay, and what I hear from them is like, well, you know, I was out playing covers for so long. I was out playing covers for so long, and I just started feeling empty. And I wanted to do something that came from me, and that's what got them to start writing, et cetera, et cetera. You guys have kind. Of, you're kind of like on the other side of that hill, you know? It's like... Well, we were probably all right where they were 40 yeah. years ago. <laughs> or, or back in the 80s. Well, that's, that's what uh, I'm saying. You're on so, the other side of that now. Yeah, the Hollywood stuff, the, the, the stuff I was, some of the stuff I was mentioning was done in 86 and 87. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, same here. So, yeah, same with Ed. And then Bruce would have been... Um, well, I still write and record today. and uh, But it's, it's more... You know, for my own, right? I guess. Just I have to do it. If I didn't do it, yeah, you know, I'd probably go nuts. Yeah, that's the same situation. I just yeah. found myself in. I wrote music, and then all of a sudden, I had no way to record it. Well, the, and the thing is, is that for original music these days, um, the playing in a band in the clubs isn't really the way that you're going to find your 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 most fulfillment, and then it's going to be more along uh, the technical lines of recording and streaming and building yeah, up, yeah. You know, using the internet as a tool yeah you it's know? kind of flipped a little bit. No, that actually yeah. makes a lot of sense a little bit. that it, that makes it, a great it, deal of sense because you, you know it's just not there anymore i mean that's where you you're a lot, that audience you do a lot is more faster and one person can do a lot more right and then, then it just becomes a, a marketing question just like always you have the product and now since the product is completely electronic and streamable you don't really have to manufacture anything per se yeah uh, once you get past the recording process but once you have that product it's nothing more than marketing and that's what and where you want to take yeah exactly how far are you going to take right yeah Yeah. but bottom line i think this band is more about doing live shows right 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 and then like you said earlier it's like your mission statement is make sure everybody's up and dancing and and nothing against original music but if somebody doesn't know it they're not going to know how to move to it you know even if you get like a driving boom, 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 or whatever, sometimes oh, people oh, are yeah, familiar yeah. with it. You know? well, I, 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 what it, was that? Sweet old Bill. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> even if Play it's the original, bird. sometimes, you know, even, you know, Doug and I, are, I know we've, we've played a, 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 a job once with a, a very totally rocking, funky R&B band, and we were playing James Brown, uh, Tower of Power, uh, all sorts of music, and the people sat and sat and we were playing funk and then uh encore we got up and played play that funky music white boy uh-huh and the place went nuts so it's all about familiarity that's yeah, so obscure that that's that the musicians want to hear they do lose <laughs> their mind on that song. right or you can play what the what the people want as as active as people are in this band writing their own material mm-hmm. it's awful hard to write a song that would fit the genre of music that we're covering and and have it come out and sound like it was something that may have been produced in that era. Well, the next song of yours we're going to hear is one of those I had, you know, because when you get to be my age, you have these mental breakdowns. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we talked about this before. It's I'm a man 
And it had, to me, in my head, I thought it, I'm a man was one of those parenthetical subtitles, but it's just I'm a man is the song. Oh, yeah. Right? And yeah. Our version is a little bit closer to the Chicago version than it is to the... Which I have, on, I have on my notes, I have the word horns, question mark, right. and I was going to ask you about that after the song, but since you brought it up, <laughs> you ever think about bringing horns in to do something like Chicago or uh, the song that that i think fits your flavor there's a song called get it on by chase i don't remember sure. that from oh god yeah my very first concert i ever saw yeah chase opened up for the fifth dimension oh wow at the hollywood bowl yeah but man you guys could like do some blood sweat and tears if you had horns yeah. you know yeah. well we actually have a very active horn section oh you do okay oh yeah yeah it sits up on the keyboard stand Oh. <laughs> and it's not pre-recorded it's, it's left hand played live so you're playing the horns on your keyboard then uh, yep yeah piano, how cool piano work, string work, horn work whatever's oh, supposed to be in the song it's there well then you, you heard my request you know, Chicago, Chase with Get It On and maybe uh, some blood, sweat and tears you know <laughs> Well, you know, we're putting it up to our fan base for a vote. There you go. There you go. And <laughs> <laughs> well, right now we're going to listen to I'm a Man. This is the Gypsy Souls Band on the Music of America podcast. Gypsy Souls Band, the Music of America podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. The jingle that hits like a single. That's the slogan for Jingle Lingo. It's an advertising vehicle designed to create a unique and personal jingle to promote and position your business and make it stand above the crowd. Think of all those musical jingles you may have heard through the years, right? Like, who wrote that? Who came up with that? Well, Jingle Lingo can and will put your business into higher vision and focus on all your advertising needs. Jingle Lingo, custom made, custom designed with you and for you through the talents of accomplished singer and songwriter, Courtney Davis Jackson. Check them out today and get to work on your own personalized musical jingle from Jingle Lingo, www.jinglelingo.com. The jingle that hits like a single. Musically, gentlemen, what do you do that isn't Gypsy Souls Band? And we'll start, I guess, with, let's start with Sir Doug. I play in another cover band uh, uh, that does uh, music. It's a little little more uh, 
I guess, modern than than what we're doing with uh, Gypsy Souls. Scott? I, I actually, I play in two other bands. So, uh, I play with... Uh, He's a whore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong board. So, anyway, so I'm in a couple of different bands. I, and I like all genres of music. So if I had enough time, I'd play in, you know, 10 different bands just so I could cover a lot of different yeah. genres. He's heavily sold after. I don't know about that, but I'm fine. <laughs> I'm a lot of fun. You stay busy. I stay busy. Eddie, what do you do besides Gypsy Souls band musically? And and uh, nothing is a good answer too, if that's the answer. Well, I sponsor a rehearsal studio here in downtown Frederick. Oh, cool. And uh, a lot of the years back in the late 60s and early 70s, a lot of older guys took me under their wing and made sure I had decent gear, mm -hmm. uh, made sure I learned the material right, not so much telling me what I need to do, but what I should not do. And I try to pass that on to a lot of the younger bands that are in this town that don't have a place to rehearse. They don't own decent gear. They don't own production. So these rehearsal areas are in a series of warehouses that I have, and they have uh, full backline gear, full production, and you can actually play in these places at uh, regular stage volume. They're insulated up real well. Yeah. So try to, you know, give ahead a little bit that way. <laughs> but uh, right now, Gypsy Souls consumes a lot of my time mm -hmm. uh, because I'm also doing a lot of background work with that band uh, as far as booking and promotion. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, it's enough on my plate right now. Right. How about you, Bruce? Well, like I mentioned before, I, I, I do a lot of recording. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, I'm one of those type of folks that you know if i see something that i see somebody doing and i admire it i i want to try to to do it myself and so i have a lot of different kinds of instruments and i'm constantly trying to you know learn a new skill or a new you know new instrument um so currently right now i'm concentrating on keyboards and playing piano uh besides guitar and uh i've also played bass in the past so. okay scott this is it for me. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, still plagued by my day gig, so. Yeah, well, yeah. it's tough. It's tough being the mayor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually what brought Scott and I together originally. Yeah. Uh, he uh, has a very successful electrician business. Oh, okay. And I needed work on some properties. A mutual friend hooked us up. Uh, he was expanding like crazy, needed some bigger room to move into. Uh, we had a building here that fit his needs, and uh, friendship developed out of that. I didn't even know he played music back then. So Isn't that cool? Yeah. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah, that's cool. How about that? Okay, I guess that leaves you, Michael. You've got another project or two you're writing. Oh, musically? Besides yeah. the Gypsy Souls? Yeah. I play bass and so my phone rings off the hook. <laughs> you play bass so your phone rings off the hook? Yeah, yeah your phone rings it's off the hook, but they're, they're saying yeah. we want to change our order uh, from pepperoni to a double sausage, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd like to get fries with that. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> a... so, like I said, Ed and I played in a band, a band together uh, that he left. 
Oh, okay. So after 50 or so shows, he, he left. I stayed for two more years. Okay. Until it got to be a little bit too much. Uh, and it told me I had a place as, if I ever left. So, yeah, that was a band that was working six nights a week. Really? Every wow. week. Yeah. Every month. Oh, yeah. Even through COVID, uh, we managed to find every little stage that was located out on the beach between Maryland and Florida. Wow. And that, uh, that kept the show rolling. Uh, we had to do a little switching up because the old bass player was uh, very, I just want to say jet lagged to, to put it in a friendly version. Okay. And uh, fortunately, Michael had come back from the West Coast. We heard about him. A uh, lot of our friends and fans already knew of him from when he was working West Coast and even before he went out there. So he came highly recommended. Uh, we hooked up. I think we had about a 10 minute conversation and that nailed it. He was wow. the guy. That's neat. That's neat. Now the, the last song we're going to play here, I, there's a reason I saved it for last because it scares me to play this song because it's a tough, tough song to play. And it's such a precise song to play that people have certain expectations of the like the stops and the the accent points and so on and so forth. And you guys do an incredible job of Green Eyed Lady. How long did it take for you to put that together? <laughs> I played that the first time it came out. Yeah. Um, as are several of the songs that we do. It made it easier when some of us had already played some of this material, yeah. it came together a lot quicker for everybody that way. And that through the years has always been one of my signature songs. And it's like I, I said, I was, it's, it's, it's admirable that you can do it because it's tough. It's tough to do, you know, and I don't play keyboards, so maybe it's easier on keyboards, but as a band, a band song, that's tough because there's a lot of working, moving parts on that, you know? Oh yeah. Well, also, it's it's hard to find a band that you can play that song in. That's cool. And that's when you know you got somebody special, too, right? Yeah. You know, when you can bring something like that and uh, know that, just know that it's going to happen. And again, like I said, I was really impressed how you guys pulled this off. So we're going to play it for you guys now. Gypsy Soul Band, and this is their version of Green Eyed Lady.
green-eyed lady with the gypsy souls band here on the music of america podcast gentlemen this has been a lot of fun because you're you know playing music of my era first of all <laughs> so that's cool eddie this is the section of the show we call shameless self-promotion so in a minute or five or 12 or however much time you want to take tell us about how we can support the gypsy souls band well you can find us on facebook gypsy souls band and of course there's a I on the end of Gypsy instead of a Y. Uh, on that Facebook page, there are links that can take you to our YouTube channel, to our Instagram, uh, and our we, schedule. Again. And our absolutely our schedule of shows is all on there. Uh, we're also linked into right now forty-eight different uh, music group platforms on the internet, so you can find us just about anywhere by putting our name in your browser very cool well uh gentlemen happy thanksgiving from everyone here at the music of america podcast <laughs> Yay, thank you tom all right have a good halloween all right <laughs> i i know why you did that and you're funny and i love it thank you so much <laughs> thanks again guys that was the gypsy souls band our guest today from frederick maryland up next we're going to wrap up our visit to maryland with the vacant city drifters you've been listening to the music of america podcast if you like today's show please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.